Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the 505 Podcast. We are back. We are back. We Someone, are. Someone's not back, though, yeah. and it's it's that guy who usually sits at the end. Where is he? We don't know. Um, there are rumors, and I've, I've read this, you know, like TMZ, whatever. I, I think he started or is a part of a cult. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the long gray robes, the tall grass, the whole cult thing. I think he's just full-on culting. Ceremonies. Ceremonies, for sure. Fire. Well, he keeps talking about, like, getting gathering an army and starting a course. Oh. He says it's for filmmaking. That feels it's pretty culty to me. I think course is Latin for cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. El curso. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> I don't think he would join a cult. He totally strikes me as the guy who would start a cult. Yeah, he would um, He would suss out a cult if a cult was approached to him. But he's definitely a cult leader vibe. He just got that whole aura about him. You know, he's always coming with these new sayings that are catching on. He's like, just like having people follow him around. He got, once he told me that if he could train a few, a few of his friends that I won't mention their names, I might be included. Who knows? On just bells and whistles, like he could start the next Apple, you know, snaps and whistles. You know, you're probably right. He does that to me all the time. Oh, yeah. You know, it's either a cult. Right. Or he's a secret agent. He could be a secret agent. Is, do you think he's maybe the next uh, James oh, Bond? Have they? They said it might be. I don't know if it is Tom Hardy. I think Tom Hardy might fall through. So that'd be pretty interesting. Be figgy. Right. I don't know if that's acting or being a secret agent or both, which would be exciting. But either way, okay. Speaking of um, Brayden on a... Um, oh, actually, I don't know if we're supposed to say where he is. Are we? I don't know. He's doing something cool. Anyways. He's um, He's happy. Wait, and so I, you do know where he is. <laughs> I do actually know where he is, yes. Um, and I was I was having a good day, right? I was thinking about this a lot yeah. today. What What was your happiest all-time, it's just memory, happiest memory? Oh, you're hitting me with a deep question to start yeah. off. Also, not a bad question to ask, like, when you're getting to know someone, you know, yes. it be a date or friendship. It's fun to just hit them with, like, the hard-hitting questions like right that. away. Suss out the weird people, you know? Real quick, and I'll answer this. You did have a good day. I'm kind of uh, jealous. Good day, good day. Nice weather in LA right now. It's super nice. And I like to, so here's the thing. I'm from a place where it's cold as fuck yeah. nine months out of the year. Yeah. So when there's a nice day, I take advantage, right? And I'm like, I work really hard. I got up pretty early today. It's like six-ish. Worked really hard. Nice. And then I took myself on a nice beach run on the sand. Barefoot, got blistered as fuck. Oh, but I, as I mentioned, the only thing more blistered than my feet was my pace. I was ripping. Oh, yeah. Um, just blistering. Pace. Nine minute miles yeah, or what? Something like that. Um, and then, yeah, I treated myself to a cold dip, which is great, dude, because it's like a natural ice bath. You're walking sure. in. I had to pee really bad. Too. Okay. Yeah. So I peed in the ocean. Sorry. But got the legs nice and frozen. Hey, better and than then, peeing in a pool. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's versus like fish, whales, peeing in there all the time. Yeah, I mean, whales are blowholing. They're basically squirting in the ocean. Yeah. You know, anyways. Um, sorry, mom. But <laughs> then I body surfed back in, dude, caught a couple ways. It was pretty cold, but your boy was ripping. Got pitted, huh? I got super pitted. I love that. Um, yeah, I took the top off the Jeep. It was just, you know, enjoying the day. The weather's nice and warm right now in LA. It's like finally, it's starting to feel a little bit like, yo, summer's right around the corner, right. which I'm really excited about. Right. Okay. Super excited um, about. Happiest memory. Happiest memory. A couple come to mind. Okay. So I'm just taking a pause. Thinking, yeah. Thinking about it. I got a little emotional just thinking about my happiest moment. Okay. Um, a couple come to mind. First is there's two places that I've traveled specifically that I was like, wow, these places are amazing. Mm. One was Machu Picchu and two was South Africa on a safari. South Africa. South Africa. South Africa was so cool. 
if you've never been on a safari mm-hmm. i highly recommend you do one at some point in your life there's something about seeing wildlife in its natural habitat right. those specific kind of animals not in a zoo not in a cage oh, see, i thought you meant like i thought i was just gonna go down san diego zoo no no, no, know, no, no. that's what I th- oh, okay don't do that i mean you can sure you know it's just not the same mm. i went with my grandma and my sister and there's a specific memory where sun was setting sky is just like pink right and we just pulled off and the the guide set up snacks drinks like i had a beer nice. and i'm just like i'm in i'm right. in south africa right now right. it was crazy and i was like man i'm with my sister and my grandma how amazing yeah so that was a really special i moment. love those moments traveling when you're like this is life this is real yes. life like i had that moment in like china we were in like a tiny part of china i was like shooting this video i was just with only chinese people like 15 of them in this private dinner thing yeah and i was like cheering and like trying to do trying cheersing and trying to do like a toast in chinese and i was just like how the fuck did i get here yeah. and i love those kind of moments speaking of south africa and um the whole you know making videos and stuff i feel like maybe you uh crashed a drone that you had maybe borrowed from someone <laughs> oh my <laughs> Okay, this is. I'm actually so glad you brought that up. That is hilarious, dude. I, it was so funny because my. Okay, here's the thing. That was my Mavic One. It's all good. I have a new one now. It's all good. But I remember feeling like one day, all of a sudden, the horizon. It, the drone was perfect, but I was like, okay, for whatever reason, as soon as I put into post, I have to rotate it one degree because for some reason, like the gimbal was like cockeyed. I didn't know why. And then you randomly come up to me and you're like, I gotta tell you something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like so, months later. So at the time when I went to South Africa, the only drone I had was. The Phantom 3, Big. which massive white yeah. drone from DJI, wasn't going to travel with it. I really wanted to take my drone to South Africa because mm-hmm. I was making a right. video. And so I asked Chase, I was like, mm-hmm. yo, can I use your Mavic? He goes, yeah, of course. So the place we were staying, the hotel, not, it wasn't a hotel. It was like... Uh, yeah, we get it. Yeah. Yes. The resort, I guess. Sure. So there was like a, a small, not a small river, but like there was a river. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I, I put up the drone and I was doing a rotating shot that was like over the river and showing the the resort just that we going, were at. Just going for the most elaborate shots with my drone is great. And I was like, man, I'm crushing, I'm crushing, uh-huh. I'm crushing it. All of a sudden, boom, it crashes into a tree. And, and, and I, I literally, my heart sank because it's not yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah. And somehow, because I, I, the, the, the video I could still see on my iPhone. Mm, huge. It didn't fall in the water. It was like caught by the tree. Holy shit. So it was like like, over the water? Yes. Holy shit. And I was like, oh my God, I need to like go get that. So I asked the guy, I was like, hey man, like I just crashed my drone. Like, can I like swim over, like walk over and get it? He goes, oh no. He goes, there's a rhinoceros (laughs) or not a rhinoceros. There's a hippo in the river. So you can't go there. Yeah. Also, there's lions over there oh so like shit. he's like i don't think we can go get it and i was like what the fuck yeah so they got this african dude who's like really one with the animals uh-huh. he's been working there for like 20 years uh-huh. he's like okay i'll go get it for you and he went and he got the drone and he saved it but he was like you don't understand how sketchy it was for me to like go in that area like you're not supposed to like go in that area okay wait so did he did how did he get did he walk or he did walked he, he walked, walked? So he avoided the hippo in the river. Smart man. So it's funny. It's like one of those like riddles. Like, what do you do? Do you fight the hippo or do you fight the lions? Yeah. I was like, can't we just take a boat? Right. Like, right. like a little like, right. and, and it wasn't far. It was like. We don't got paddle boards here. It, it must have been like 20 yards. Dude, that is so, it's so funny. It's like there's a hippo there and then there's just the whole yeah. pack of lions. Yeah. 
next to your drone. But yeah, it worked out. We yeah. got it back. And then I, so I never told Chase because it still worked. I tried uh, flying yeah. it after. Yeah, it and still I, worked. Totally. And then, and then I didn't tell you until you got a new drone. Oh, that's what it was. That's so yeah. funny, dude. Yeah, and now my brother, who originally gifted me that drone, has that drone. Nice. Yeah. It builds character, as Brayden um, likes to say. It totally, it just puts hair in your chest. Yeah. Um, fuck, that is so funny. Yeah. Um, any Great other story. Any other happiest moments you got? Um, One that happened recently, yeah. shooting EDC, mm. just because of how like full circle that moment felt. Yeah, totally. And it was one of those, there's certain moments in life that you have where you're like, how the fuck did I get here? Yeah. And that was like the most, yeah. How the fuck did I get here moment? And I really tried to take it in. I was really stressed because it was my first time right, shooting right, and all that. Right. But man, I was like, God, this is one of the coolest, coolest things ever to me. Yeah. That was a pure blissful moment. As stressful as I was. Right. And as in the zone of getting the shot as I was, I was like, I cannot believe I'm fucking here right now. Well, yeah. And it's one of those things where you would always like want to do that. So then to exactly. just feel yourself doing it. It's so yeah. cool. That's kind of actually similar to mine. Mine was seeing for the first time, the sunrise, like come over the mountains behind Machu Picchu and illuminate the like lost city, which was so cool. And we had, we hiked and I was with like two of my like best friends in the whole world. And we hiked up since like four in the morning, pitch black, can't see anything made it so worth it. Oh, you hiked, up. hiked. Oh, from like, I think we went to bed at, I mean, this was like, this is college chase. I was like in the, fucking aguas calientes the, the yeah, yeah, hot yeah, yeah, springs yeah. until like two in the morning dude and then we got up at like three and hiked up the thing i was really going for it but we got all the way to the top and maybe i was still feeling the effects of the uh, aguas calientes you know sure. my body but watching the sunrise and i just am shedding tears and i'm just realizing i had always wanted to travel and specifically i'd always want to go to machu picchu ever since the fucking second grade when my spanish teacher like had books and i read all of them and there was one that was just dedicated to machu picchu and so just seeing that and seeing like what they used to see when they were in Machu Picchu watching the sunrise, you know, it's like, there's nothing changes about that. Mm -hmm. It was the same thing every year since the 1400s when it was built or whatever, or discovered. Um, it was just so yeah, cool. Yeah, who knows when it was built. But quick pro tip for you, Machu Picchu, go early because sunrise yeah. is epic and there was literally seven people there at the time when we saw it. But yeah, come lunchtime, come noon, it is basically like six flags. It is just yeah. fat white people from Iowa. No offense. I'm from Minnesota though. And I'm supposed to shit on Iowa people. Um, just fat people from Iowa walking around stomping their fat feet. <laughs> and it just, it felt like not special. Anymore. Sure. Yeah. It just felt like a pretty place. I remember going to Machu Picchu. Mm -hmm. And when I saw it for the first time, it's really interesting because I thought, so you hiked it, but I yeah. took a bus up and it's mm -hmm. like a 20 minute bus ride. And you literally go through, you like hand them a ticket and you go through like gates and you feel like you're entering an amusement park. Right. And I thought it was going to be like quite a long walk to get to Machu Picchu. You literally walk through, you hand the person your ticket, you walk through the gates and you walk for like maybe five minutes and then you're at Machu Picchu. Sure. So I think it was like a little anticlimactic for me yeah. when I first saw it, right? And then you see it. And I've seen photos of it and right. I go, I feel like I've seen this before, but it was early in the morning and like as the sun's coming and peeking through the mountain range and I just was like, I was looking around and I'm just like, there's some energy yeah. here. It's a, a magical place. place. Yeah, it really is. Because you're so high up. I don't even know how high up it's you are. Definitely. High. It's also like very sacred for Incan culture. Yeah. You know? And there's just 
mountains 360 degrees around you and just like far that's it's just the, like mountain ranges that's the crazy thing is the scale because it's literally like a it's like a circle of mountains that are yes. taller and yes. then like in the middle yes. of this mountain is this crazy civilization on like a top of a smaller mountain basically yeah. so cool that was maybe the only place i've ever been to where i was like i feel a greater yeah power or like some mm-hmm. sort of energy mm-hmm. and it's it's really uh it's emotional when you're there. I've right. never felt anything like it. Yeah. Um, that I would say I felt that the first time I had a blue plate taco. <laughs> oh, really? Special. There's something <laughs> special there. No, but I would say the only other place that I've been that blew my mind like that was Angkor Wat in Cambodia. Okay. Because it feels a little more like hidden. It's not hidden gemmy at all, but it feels like it because there are just, it's just jungle and you just like kind of hike through the jungle and there's like paths, but like not really. And then all of a sudden, just big ass Cambodian temple that are like, crafted similarly into the Machu Picchu where it's just like big stones that fit into each other for some reason mm-hmm. and then you just go back in the jungle and then you find another one you find small ones big ones like so cool dude um so recommend Angkor Wat Cambodia if you haven't been I feel like it's places like that where you feel like man I'm a I'm a long ways from home yeah dude well there too it's like I felt Indiana Jones I felt like mm-hmm. I was in Temple Run it was just a blast oh. dude. oh yeah, good were game. you wearing a cool hat like that I did have a hat. Well, actually, wait, really quick. So, okay, this is a quick story, but it's really embarrassing. It's, it's almost as embarrassing as the poop one. <laughs> I, okay, they have those th- really thin, like, elephant pants in Cambodia, right? And you have to wear, you can't show knees at these temples. You can't show really any skin, right? Okay. So you have to wear pants. It is hot as fuck. What about shoulders? I don't think you show shoulders. Okay. I don't even think you show really any skin other than, like, your face. So I'm wear- I had to put on pants. I had long shirt, a uh, long sleeve shirt on. And the pants, I was so hot that I didn't wear underwear because I'm like, least amount of clothes, the better. Mind you, it's so sacred you can't show any skin, right? I take the first step, like up a temple like staircase, just like belly button to butthole, basically rip, dude. Just so my nuts are out, dude. And I'm going up the steps and like trying to like squint my legs, and people are behind me. I'm I'm going to jail in Cambodia because I can't show knees, and I'm showing my butthole and my balls, dude. Oh, so embarrassing, unreal. But think it kicked out kept my legs shut and uh the next day i bought new pants and it worked out you got a couple of stories from the waist down yeah i don't know i don't know what it is i gotta work on that um just the two waist up you're great yeah (laughs) waist two embarrassing stuff happens waist down going back to your edc moment you've been shooting concerts for a while now i've been shooting car stuff for a while now and i think the the meat and potatoes of this podcast the the green and the and the beans I i don't think that's a saying is the meats and potatoes yeah the meats and potatoes but i just want a side of vegetables okay Okay, yeah um we're each going to give five tips about our perspective, main focus as phot- photographers and videographers. You're doing concert stuff, tons of concert stuff. I've been doing tons of car stuff. And we have just gathered knowledge and gathered tips from doing it for a while now. And I think it'd be fun to share. Yeah, there's um, honestly a lot that I've learned just in, I want to say I've been doing it for like four months. Mm. And and in those four months, you know, you have the basic knowledge of like using a camera and how to take photos right. and how to make videos. But um, every niche of photography and video has a specific way to shoot it, right? So that's what we wanted to t- tell you guys today. We wanted to give five tips of things that we've learned from shooting our specific fields. Side note, our rock isn't here, right. who's incredible at shooting the Lakers sports. Just rip sports so hard, man. And we want we want him to tell you guys also about like how to shoot sports specifically, but 
he's got to be here to do that. So we're going to do a whole other pod of having Braden tell you guys tips that he has for shooting sports. Yes. Um, so don't worry, that's coming soon. But for now, we're going to shoot or we're going to stick to the two C's of concerts and cars. Yep. Boom, boom. All right, you go first. All right. First tip that I have. Well, let me give a little caveat before. I understand that when you shoot concerts, if you're not with the actual artist, if you're just shooting for like the venue, oftentimes you only get to shoot like three uh, mm. three songs in the pit. And then I guess you have to leave and you don't have access anymore. I'm going to come at these tips from having all access, being with the artist and being able to shoot the entire show for Got a it. specific artist. Mm-hmm. The first tip that I have is shoot the details that make the venue and the artist unique. Like they're, what makes them special as exactly. individuals. Yeah, smart. Because every artist has a brand, right. right? And that comes down to the music they play, what they wear, how they move and interact with the crowd on stage. For example, Loud Luxury, they're very mobile. Mm. they really get the crowd involved. Mm. I mean, they're jumping on the decks, they're jumping off the decks, they're pouring shots for people, and it's all part of like their show, and it really makes them unique because not all DJs do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So finding a way to really shoot them in a way that shows and showcases what makes them unique as an artist because right. that's what they're looking for when they you know, receive content from me is like, shoot us in a way that shows what we're about makes us different from other djs and makes you understand what our show yeah looks like and is going to be like for our for our uh, like. for our fans going back to the venue though every venue is unique in its own way mm-hmm. right so for example getting to shoot um omnia and hakasan which are nightclubs in vegas omnia has this insanely cool moving chandelier it is massive it comes down from the ceiling that makes Omnia really unique. Yeah. Hakkasan is like a little bit smaller of a club, not as big as Omnia, but has this insane lighting setup that's like triangles that move up and down. So shooting shooting content that showcases that as well, where it's like not only are you showing the artist, but you're showcasing like how cool the venue is and what makes that venue unique. So for example, where sometimes maybe you're shooting um, a festival with a huge crowd um maybe you're trying to get a little bit higher of an angle to show yeah. like the crowd from behind right i also or i found that shooting loud luxury specifically at um like Hakkasan or omnia shooting it maybe from like a little bit lower of an angle so that you get like the lighting and the chandelier in the frame mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. um so little things like that so i would say Shoot the venue and shoot the artists in a way that makes them unique and showcases what makes them unique. It captures their essence. Yes. I love it. Um, okay. What do you got for me? Kind of similar. Well, kind of. So something that's unique about cars versus other subjects is that they move real fast. Hopefully. Not all of them move super fast, but they all go at least 60 miles per hour, which is how fast you need to go for this tip. Also depends on who's driving the car. Also depends on who's driving. If if Rock's driving? Right, if car, I probably wouldn't have a shutter fast enough to capture him. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I rec- it's really important if you can to get a camera car and, a, and like the picture car, the sh- car that you're shooting, but an extra car that you can shoot out of and match speed with the, with the car that you're taking photos of. Ah, so you have someone driving a car that yep. you're in yep. and then there's somebody else driving the other car. Yeah. That's and- getting it. Yeah. Like the picture car, the picture car is like the, the fucking, the hero, right? Gotcha. The beautiful car. And then there's a camera car, which is 
it can depend. Usually it's just like a minivan that's all blacked out sure. and like matte black because it doesn't have reflections on it. And I'm hanging out the window. I'm harnessed to the back. I'm harnessed in the trunk. And sometimes I'll have rigs, but this is this is a little more bare bones. I usually go six miles per hour, but try to match your shutter so it's one over the miles per hour that you're going. So if you are going 60, one over 60 shutter speed If for photos this is. Mm. Because then the cars are going at the exact same speed and you can just set cruise control. So they're both going 60. I was going to ask about yeah. that. You just got to, because then it's perfect. You take pictures of the car. The car isn't moving relative to you. So there's no motion blur and it's crispy, but everything else is blurred as fuck, like creamy motion blur. And it just looks like it's going a million miles per hour and it looks badass. It looks way cooler and just has like so much more of like a story and like you can just feel it, right? And then for a video, I like to do. A lot of times I'll be shooting out of the back for video or I'll put on like a Kessler crane or something like that. But I'll be like looking back straight directly behind at the car, at the car that we're shooting. And I'll tell the, we usually are on walkies. I'll tell the car, let's drive up and switch lanes and then shoot past, like pass the shit out of us out of frame. Because then it's, you can see it accelerating, which is important. And then it accelerates like kind of to the side of the frame. So you have like that motion blur as it goes mm. and just conveys speed. The other thing, if you have the chops for it, FEV drones just look sick as fuck flying. Because the FEV drones go like 80 miles per hour. So if the car is going 80 miles per hour and you're like whipping around it, it just looks fucking sick. FPV drones go so much faster than regular drones. So fast, dude. And I had never flown it. Usually Braden's the one that just rips it a million miles per yeah. hour. Because we're usually in like nature. I'm trying to get like sure. a calm thing and he's yeah. just like... <laughs> But with cars, when I've I've had two big shoots now, like with the FPV drone, which is crazy because I never yeah. thought that would happen. Um, you got to go fast as fuck, and you just try not to crash. And the whole time, I get done, and I'm literally like, I can't. I take a break. Like that's when I always I always say, let's do lunch right after the FPV thing because oh. I need I need to eat the Thai food. I need to chill out. I don't know why I always get Thai food on lunch. For you it's love like, Thai. Food, I do right? love Thai food. It's like my little and I don't know the chicken satay and the curry. It calms me down, okay, dude. dude. Yeah, yeah, it's delicious. But yeah, convey speed if you're shooting cars. I like that. And it's also really interesting because one over 60 of a shutter speed when taking photos, you think it's like... Usually it's too slow. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit slow of a shutter. Really interesting going off shutter speed. Um, this is actually not one of like the tips that I have written down, but like I find for myself, shoot at like higher of a shutter. Yeah. Because they're probably moving a lot. Exactly. Especially when like they're jumping off. It's like if you're shooting at like one, like one one hundredth of one sixtieth, yeah. or like even like 125 it's tough because it's typically like lower light so it's like you you want to kind of find the happy medium between like cranking the iso but not too much right and but like cranking your shutter fast enough to be able to really stop that motion well it also could be cool though this is totally going off this and this is one don't do this every shot absolutely but it could be cool for like one shot i kind of like those and recently i've seen where like the subject is just a little bit motion blurred because they're just like moving you can feel it i kind of like those shots but just just one in your bag that is that is that every time that's one thing i haven't yet given a try is like getting real artsy with it and doing like real slow like the lights like kind of i feel like it looks sick yeah go for it okay another tip that i have for you is shooting at different focal lengths and move around a lot with Mm. those focal lengths to get different looking shots variety yes yes kind of a tip that you can take with shooting pretty much anything but i say this specifically for djs and concerts because the same shot can look so different on a different focal length right and for example you want to be behind the dj right i'm behind loud luxury i get them like sick uh just like a sick shot behind one from the side where you can see their profile one from like front of house where you can see their face Mm. and then if you're like front of house you can get shots 
where it's maybe like a telephoto where like the hands you're like shooting through the hands and like the hands are I up in the, the sky shoot through the hand stuff or you get one where it's like super wide and you get like the hands up in the sky but you show like how grand the production right, is right um so just like move around a lot and get a bunch of different shots if there's like a second story of the venue go upstairs shoot at different move around shoot at different focal lengths because and i and i advise you to kind of go like mad wide or mad tight try to like stay away from that like 35 to 55 angle i really like either you're going mad wide or fucking mm-hmm. super telephoto well i think what you're saying too is so important to just switch up the tool sometimes if yeah. you're in like a creative rut i remember i was shooting these um this like mini Kia documentary thing about Aaron Brimhall shooting Kia cars basically. And we shot who's like the goat moto, like automotive photographer He's insane. for sure. Um, also just so much fun to hang out with for like three days. But for, I was just basically shooting like the same thing over and over again, right? Like him shooting. And eventually I was like, I basically, I feel like I'm getting the same stuff and I don't know how to get myself out of that. So I just put it on like a Ronin. Yeah. Just, and all of a sudden I was getting totally different shots because when you put it on a different yeah. tool, you're doing different stuff. Actually, going off that, a tip I learned specifically from him, seeing him shoot the cars, he was always placing the car where like some of it was in a shadow or maybe there's a shadow going all the way across the car. Mm. So if you're shooting a stationary car, especially photo, play with shadows, man. Yeah. Because it's such a big subject and it's so hard to like show off the lines without that kind of extra help from yeah. the shadow. But if you get the shadow like going across one of the car lines, because that's really important to show the lines. Sure really important to get the shadow and then with video have it emerge from a shadow or like go into a shadow just like to give that. it a little more dynamic anytime you can play with shadows is yeah amazing. so important it's really interesting going off that where you feel like in a little bit of a creative rut mm-hmm. every time i've shot them loud luxury specifically has been at a different venue mm-hmm. right so i'm going to shoot like all of march i'm shooting vegas like all of their shows in vegas and they shoot at the same club. So it's either Hakkasan or Omnia. Right. So I feel like I'm going to get into a place of like, man, I've shot their same show in the same venue. So I'm really going to have to take my own advice of like, yo, move around, get different right. shots, try different angles. And like, don't be afraid to try different shit because yeah. you never know what you're going to get. And you right. might like something and you might, you might get a shot that you're like, oh, I didn't originally think about that. I feel like a lot of the stuff that comes the best stuff that you get with both things, it's like, ah, isn't that a good idea? Yeah. And then I do it and it's like, yes. Like the, the, the call me crazy shots, just don't say it and do it. And then it's going to usually turn out pretty cool. Cause yeah, I think with both things like cars and this, this will get into my next tip is most car commercials feel the same, right? It's just the car driving and it's kind of, it gets boring. So I think it's important is to put yourself in the mindset of say, a different photographer so pretend you're a lifestyle photographer and put a model like in entering or leaving or walking around the car or put it in front of like a vibey like mid-century house or something like that and just have the car in there but kind of be shooting a lifestyle shot or and it's kind of where i came from on the photography side is like pretend you're a landscape photographer and put it in nature you know what i mean like put Mm. it in front of a really beautiful scene and then shoot the scene and have the car in there because then you just kind of shoot it in different ways like pretend get in the mindset of a different type of photographer like and then that. put the car in there. And what's so interesting about landscape photography is you always want a subject in yeah, landscape. Really like, important. You know, it's, it's cool if it's like a, if it's the beach with the sunset sure. or whatever, or like a mountain range, but, but it, you need something, you need something and using the car as that something. What a great tip. Yeah. It's really fun. I like that. This is kind of like a two parter, but I'm going to 
put it into one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is um, these are two things that I like, recently recently learned. When using a flash, okay, because when you're in a club, yep, you're gonna need to use flash. I'll be in the club. Yeah, anyways, keep going. Keep going with that. My mind on what you need. Anyways, keep going. So what I've realized is I don't shoot flash when I'm shooting them because they have good lighting hitting mm. them, right? Mm-hmm. And it also looks kind of weird in a club. Yeah. Like it's kind of overexposed. But when I'm shooting photos of like people in the club, you need the flash. However, use a flash diffuser. Diffuser. Diffusion. I just yeah. can't speak. I'm just so fucking drunk. Uh, uh. Um, use a diffuser on your flash because when you use a flash and it's just no diffusion, right. it's such harsh lighting and it's really like unflattering. There's one called Gary Fong mm. and it's this massive like diffuser. You've seen it. Yeah. It, it's like a condomy type texture. Yeah. Like a thick one. For yeah, the yeah. Flash. Yeah. And it's this massive thing, but it diffuses the light super well. So it's like really soft lighting in a nightclub. So it just makes the subjects look nice. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think there's a time and place for that hard flash thing, but mm, soft is good. Yeah. And another like device to use. I started recording their sets Mm. on an audio recorder, a completely separate thing. Smart. So I have literally like two hours of audio recorded. It takes a little bit extra time, like matching up the audio and post. Which one are you using? The Zoom H3, mm, nice. I believe. And we're using the Zoom H6 for this podcast. Mm. Well, to put the mics yes. in. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I originally didn't even think to record the audio or the sets on a completely separate right. thing. But when I was listening back, I was using a Rode shotgun mic attached to my DSLR camera. Or mirrorless, actually. Yeah, nice. Good save. God, I can't believe I just said that. What camera are you using, by the way? Sony a7S three for nice. video. Sony a7R three for photo. I feel like Sony has to be the goat for concert stuff because the low light is just insane. Yeah. The like like capabilities yeah. are out of this world. It's great. You wouldn't do it anything else. No way. Hundred percent. No, I feel like my setup is like really solid. Yeah. Recording the set on an external audio recorder, you just get cleaner not distorted audio Mm -hmm. when i was recording on my road mic i was bringing the audio all the way down to love literally level one but the sound is so freaking loud right and you're right there in the booth so it's bumping right and the audio was just really distorted and really messed up and it was borderline unusable Mm -hmm. when i heard what it sounded like when i used the external audio recorder really changed the game and specifically, they like to talk on the mic. So, right. yo, what the fuck is up? We're loud right. luxury. Like, how the fuck are you feeling? Whatever. Make some noise. Exactly. Yeah. Three, two, one, jump. Right, right. Those are audio clips that like when I'm making a recap video for them, like I want to be able to use those so important clips. To keep energy 100%. up and yeah, everything. And it goes back to branding. Like those are fun right. things that they say on the mic. Right. So being able to use that audio either of the actual show or um, specific things that they're saying on the mic is key. So definitely get yourself a flash diffusion mm-hmm. or like a bounce card and also record audio on a, a separate audio recorder smart. if you can. Yeah, that's smart. I think that makes it just you want as much flexibility as you can, especially with that audio thing. This is, this is kind of a technical one as well. Give it to well, me. It actually is very technical, just especially yeah, with both photo and video because cars like... Humans, right? When you're shooting a portrait of a human, we're not that wide. I mean, 
Most of us. <laughs> Just kidding. We're like, like, like vertically, right? Because cars have a lot of dimension, right? Cars are long. Cars oh, we're go not back that wide. Like, yeah, cars go back like 10 um, feet. So you have to shoot at at least F7.1, I would say, is like the minimum. Uh, if you're shooting oh. a whole car. Or else it won't all be in focus, right? Just a tiny little bit will be in focus. And then it looks fucking dumb. So you, you gotta have you got you gotta kind of stop down that aperture. You don't shoot a lot of two point eight with cars. You're almost that, always at seven point one at least. That is so interesting. Yeah. That's that's actually a great tip. I would not have thought that. Yeah. I feel like our default is just yo two point eight. Right. You just open it up because it yeah. looks it looks cool. I will say if I'm shooting details, I do like to open the aperture quite a bit. I'd like to shoot at like two point eight if I can because again, if if all the cars are focused on every shot, it, it's like well, let's do the details, like kind of like totally cool, shallow depth of field. But if you're shooting a full car, you definitely need to do it at least f point seven one or f seven point one. Sorry, it's a really good tip. Thanks, man. Really good tip. And that's and that's with photos, even when and photos and video, really, because mm. you just need it all to be in focus, or else it looks Fair. dumb. I like that. Okay, next tip I got for you is anticipate and have the the whereabouts and um, just be aware of when moments are going to happen so uh-huh. that you're ready to capture that moment. Yeah. For example, when I work with Loud Luxury specifically at a festival, when I'm doing when I'm doing Vegas shows, um, it's a little bit different or like a college show that I just did in Missouri, a little bit different. But when I do a festival, they give me their full set list and they give me like when the pyro is going to come on. Mm, cool. So I have that on my phone and I'm constantly looking at it. Granted, they're What's really nice is Andrew, one of the guys in Loud Luxury, will be like, hey, this is a really good moment for photo and this is a really good moment for video. But having the whereabouts to like, hey, pay attention to what's going on in the set, right. what song's coming up, what moment the the pyro and the, and the fire is going to come because those are like the epic moments that you want to make sure you get. And you're ready for them. And then you're ready for them because the worst thing is like, oh shit, I didn't know this was going to happen. I yeah. fucking missed a shot because you only have one shot. Right. Um, another thing that's actually also really cool is like when I'm doing when I'm doing the Vegas shows, the tour manager is the one who hits the CO2. Oh, fun. So he'll tell me, he'll be like, yo, yo, yo CO2 and, or lasers are coming on at, at this shot. So like, you're ready. That's fun. But, um, you know, that's only if I'm staying behind. Sometimes if you're if you're behind um, or if you're walking around the venue or getting other shots, you know, you, you might not know it's coming, but anticipate and, and have the like force foresight a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. just like you'll be ready for and that moment i feel like it could be hard because i could see myself at least kind of just like getting wrapped up in the whole thing and just like running around shooting as fast as i can etc etc and just kind of like vibing and forget about those key moments you yeah. know what i mean it's hard sometimes when you prepare for a shoot and then it's live so like everything's happening to remember to like get your shot list when like you're just reacting like that yeah. so it's really important i am always like really nervous that i'm and i haven't fucked it up yet knock mm-hmm. on wood mm-hmm. But I'm always really nervous I'm going to, like, mess up their, like, family photo. Because they're always like, yo, like, mm. we want to take a photo with the crowd. Like, everybody put their hands up. And so, like, every time I do that, I, I kind of know. Like, they'll kind of tell me when it's going right. to come up. But I'll, uh, I'll take a few test shots. I'm like, okay, my settings are good. Smart. And um, I'll be like, okay, I know it's going to be good. Yeah, smart. That's really smart. Yeah, as much as you can prepare for it ahead of time, especially with live stuff, I feel like it's so important. Yeah. Another quick tip, because you talked about um, Aperture. Mm-hmm. So this is actually a tip that I got from Danilo, who's the chain smokers photographer. Literally, such an incredible photographer and the nicest guy. But mm-hmm. he gave me this tip because I had no idea. I go, when taking the family photo, 
I go, am I shooting at like F11 right. to get everybody in focus? Right. And the crowd, he goes, no, shoot as wide open as possible. They don't care about having the crowd in focus. Right. They just want to see how large it is. Right. So you can shoot at 2.8. But you just do it probably wide, huh? Because yes. the crowd looks really yeah. like. Like I shoot it on 12 mil. Oh, cool. And you shoot 2.8. Yeah. So I guess kind of opposite from you. Yeah, interesting. Okay, this is my last tip. And I think it's really important when you're shooting cars. I've, I've done it from all angles. And you can do it from all angles to make it look cool. But your bread and butter is always going to be like that. the camera's low to the ground and you're shooting up at the car. Because it just, one, it just looks badass. And it's really important to make a car look badass. But two, it's, especially if you're going fast, like if you're moving, it really conveys speed a lot because you have all the motion. Like the closer you are to something that's blurry, yeah. like that's not moving, the more motion blur you get, right? Totally. So if, if you're close to the road, it's kind of scary because that means you're hanging out of a car for sure. But I mean, harness in people for sure. Hey, harness in if you're doing car to car stuff. That's another tip. But getting low end with photo and video, it just looks cooler. It looks more dynamic. The car, and you don't have to worry about the car having like a double chin like you would with a portrait. You know, you oh. you don't get low on a person because it looks fucking stupid. Cars like the grill is the main thing usually. Yeah, and getting low really shows off the grill. So get low if you're shooting a car. Also, shooting at a lower angle invokes. A position of power totally and and because you're trying to shoot the car as like the main focus right here like yeah it makes yeah. sense to shoot from a lower like, angle I, I like photos of people that are at low angles but a lot of times people don't like how they look because sure. it, it looks it's just not a super flattering angle yeah. of the face now again it would depend kind of what going after saying it does kind of depend on the the car brand and what the client's going for sure so like all the car brands i am shooting for at least a lot of times my assignment is to make them look like badass and like powerful if you're shooting like a Volkswagen bug, that's probably not what they're going for. They want to just be like fun in the sun, vibing out. You know what I mean? Yeah. They probably don't want to look like a mean, masculine, sure. like badass car. So know your car, but definitely for most cars, I would say get low. I like that. Um, okay, I have one last tip. And this, we're, I'm going back to shutter speed. This is real technical. Mm-hmm. This is something I couldn't fucking figure out the first couple of times I was shooting. Okay. Both photo and video. I would get these fucking lines. Oh, the lines, yeah. These fucking lines. I was like, what is going on? Is my lens broken? Is my camera broken? Why am I getting these weird, they were either vertical or horizontal lines that were like moving. And I was mm. like, this is fucking up the video. And right. I freaked out and I couldn't figure it out. What it is, is the frequency of the lighting sometimes doesn't allow you to shoot at um, a high shutter speed. Like a faster shutter speed? A faster shutter speed. Oh, because I think that means that the light is like lower quality and it like refreshes slower. Yes. Um. Something happens and it's super unflattering and doesn't look good. Right. And sometimes it forces me to not be able to shoot slow motion. Mm. When I'm shooting at 24 frames a second, 150th of a shutter speed, it's fine. But if I, as soon as I'm shooting like 60 frames a second and I go to like one, one 25th yeah, of a shutter yeah, speed, yeah. I get these fucking lines and I couldn't figure it out. And it's the same for both photo and video. So sometimes you have to, you know, you can't be shooting photos at like one 400th of a shutter speed. Right. You got to be shooting it at like one, one hundredth or something right. or even 180th to not get those lines you know when like a tv gets like static or totally. something yep, exactly. it, that's kind of what it looks well, like Well, i think it's like a similar issue actually because the tv is like refresh like yeah right to left or something like yeah. the shitty ones oleds don't oleds it's just like it's like global shutter yeah. almost right but um if yeah if it's refreshing slower and your shutter's really fast it'll pick that up which looks like shit yeah but it was something that i was like it didn't happen to me my very first show but it happened to me the second show and the third show and i was like 
what the fuck is going on? Right. So if you, for some reason, get these weird lines coming on your screen, it's the frequency of the lights. You just got to shoot at a slower shutter speed. And it sucks because sometimes, you know, your photos might not be as like as mm-hmm. sharp or because there might be some motion blur or that you might not be able to shoot in slow-mo. But it's, it's worth just, it because yeah. you can't use it if you got exactly. those fucking lines. Exactly. Cool. That was a good, I feel like we really, yeah, we really found, we really found our tips. Yeah. Turns out when you prepare just a tiny bit for a podcast, hey, it really comes through. Crazy, you know, it's my first one doing that. There we go. Yeah. Chase loves to just wing it. <laughs> Anyways, um, thank you for listening. Do you have anything, you have anything to say for anyone that might be listening? If, if anyone's listening? No, I'm just no? like, dude, this is, I think episode... 15 16 i want to say this is 16 wow we're really getting up there that's a lot and let me tell you guys it is it's it's tough coming up with different oh. concepts to talk about every single week and sometimes you had a you had a nice day at the beach and you just wanted to nap yeah and kosis rings out of bed and you know but it's okay so thank you for listening yeah and if you did you know if you didn't do it that's fine too and subscribe because that helps and it, it like also, and share and do all that if you guys have topics that we haven't talked about yet yes. that you want to hear us talk about, leave them in the comments, DM us, whatever it may be. We're going to get some guests on this podcast pretty soon. So we're really excited yeah. about that. More yeah. guests. We got some cool stuff or some cool people lined up. And I guess we'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye. Peace.